Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz, the smoothest show on internet radio. Your hosts, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. I am your host, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Mike, how are you? I'm doing okay, Jay Terry. It's uh, really nice out here in the uh, D.C. area. How's it out there in Vegas? It's windy. Um, we're looking at the 70s and very windy. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty good. All right. J.J., what's going on? Hello, Terry. Mike, how you guys doing? Hey, J.J., we're doing what's going good. on? It's been a little while, man, and uh, it's great to have the opportunity to sit down and hang with you guys. Uh, unfortunately, not in person, but this is great to have the opportunity to sit and talk with you guys. Well, we're happy to have you back. So let me introduce you, national recording artist for Intervision Records and guitarist for Maxi Priest. Uh, J.J. San Saverino returns with his latest release, Waiting for You. Dated uh, this song, this release is dedicated to his friend, drummer Ricky Lawson. And it features, is it Zay Lewis? Zay Louise, that's right. Zay Louise, all right. Gary Stanionis and Vivian Sessoms. Um, we're happy to have you back, J.J. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Terry. Uh, you know, you're always so lovely, and I love what you're doing with the show. And it's it's an honor to to get in the time to chat with you and have a little fun at the same time. Well, well, thank you. And now, two things: you just recently had a birthday, so happy birthday uh, to you! Thank you, <laughs> thank you. It's been it's been kind of uh, a one a one day birthday sort of turned into a week long birthday. <laughs> Yeah, you've been really busy too. I've been following you on Facebook. You've been very busy. It's been, you know, this tour. It's tonight is actually my last show of uh, this last tour, which I've been on now about two and a half weeks, and uh, uh-huh. just doing some beautiful things. And it's it's the, the most wonderful thing is to be able to get out there um, on the road and get to all the people in the audience and get to play music, which is what I love to do more than anything and give them a blessing of peace and through the music and try to bring some joy and love to everybody's life. And that's just a great opportunity to have. And I'm so grateful. Mm. Well, um, let me welcome Joe from Germany in the chat room. Uh, Welcome Joe. You know, Joe, that's, that's your middle name, Joe. From Germany. No, I have a guest in the chat room. His name is Joe Joshin, but he's from Germany. So every time I introduce him, I say Joe from Germany. (laughs) That's where he lives. So welcome, Joe. Um, If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on JJ's uh, picture. Uh, his CD cover that will bring you into our profile page on blogtalkradio.com. And below that is the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. So now, uh, you know what? I've been looking at your pictures for your birthday bash. Tell me about this uh, concert that you did. Wow. wow. Well, you know, Terry, uh, it was, it was epic for me. It was one of my, all-time favorite concert that I got to put on. It, it, it was a, to me, it was a perfect night, perfect venue. So many, I had the opportunity to share this stage with so many 
icons. I mean, mm-hmm. it was so humbling, and I—it it was like a, it was the greatest birthday present I could have had. It was, it was, it was perfect. It really was perfect. The music we could have played all night long. We played about two and a half hours without a break, and mm. we could have done another two and a half hours. Not one person left the audience. The, the, the guest musicians that were there to support and celebrate were on fire. It was it was great. We could have been there. Uh, yeah, that would have been nice. I would have loved to love that. When you yeah. know, we got to do it at the 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 new E Spot Lounge, which was formerly uh, known as Upstairs at Vitello's in Studio City, Los Angeles, oh. and uh, it's a brand new club that Sheila E is a partner in. And uh, it was, you know, the room is just outstanding. It was designed by Sheila E. and Brad Rowan. So you have the combination of these two people, one who is coming from the musician's standpoint, so everything that a musician needs or, or looks for in a venue, along with a guy, another guy, Brad, who is a genius at what he does as far as vision, you know, getting a vision and making it happen. So the club is, is is outstanding. So they have this venue with incredible sound, wonderful brand new equipment, new stage, and 13 musicians. It, it was really a blast. Great night. You know, I've seen um, uh, posts about the Upstairs Lounge on Facebook um, before. Now, was that the only location? Yes. You know, it was, like I mentioned... Vitello's is an Italian restaurant which has been in that block for like 30 or 40 years, I think. And it's had that upstairs room, which is sort of like a supper club, where Mm -hmm. they've been hosting jazz for many, many years. And January 2nd, they closed the room and uh, basically renovated it, gutted it in one month and reopened. Moved the stage, soundproofing table. It's completely different looking venue now. Brand new PA system, brand new lighting, brand new uh, background equipment. It sounds like a CD there. It's oh. it's a, it's it's a perfect music venue. 120 seats. There's not a bad seat in the house because it's kind of elevated tiered seating. And like I mentioned, the sound is great. It's, it's a musician's dream room. We had so much fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, also, too, JJ, I know you, you've you been on the East Coast as well, doing some things on the East Coast with the um, yeah, my... uh, JJ and Friends um, tour as well. You had a couple of good Ooh. friends at Publix Plus, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, my, it started, actually, out your neck of the woods in D.C. We were in um, Hamilton Live in D.C. On the, on, the, on the 9th with Maxi, and we did a, a XM Serious live show on the 8th in D.C., and then we were out in Foxwoods, Connecticut, and then B.B. King's in New York, and then I had my birthday, New York birthday bash in New York and flew to Sedona, Arizona, did a couple shows in Sedona, and then the rest of this West Coast trip for the last week. So it's been a busy couple of weeks, and we've covered a lot of ground. I like that. You know, I come from being a touring musician because I've been on the road for over 20 years at at this point. And I was one of these guys that was a month on the road, a month home, a month on the road, a month home. And I did that for years and years and years and years, tour buses, vans, planes. So I come from a touring background, uh, you know, 
So this is natural to me. It's it's the road is is sort of my second home. So I, I love it, and I never actually get tired of it because, like I said in the beginning of this interview, I love getting out there to reach the people. This is why I do it: play the music and see people smile and enjoy themselves. Yeah. Mm. Now, JJ, how long have you been playing with Maxi Priest? I just started my sixteenth year with him. Wow. Oh, yeah, and it never gets old, and I'm hoping for another 16 years. And I've had so many offers along the way to join other people, and I, you know, I guess as I'm getting more seasoned in this business, and realize that you can't do it all, and I'm really comfortable with the, the balance that I have of doing my career, working with Maxi. And then bouncing it out with the other third, which is a lot of corporate work that I do with um, some uh, a, a music group uh, group that does corporate work, which mm-hmm. helps kind of stabilize things, you know, financially, you know. So it's three different looks that I have in my career, and I, I don't really want to try to squeeze anything else into that because then I don't want anybody to sacrifice, and I, I want to be doing 100% of everything I'm doing. So Maxi is just like. I love that third of my musical career so much. I don't want to let it go. Well, you know, with all that you're involved in, how do you find time to do a, to release a CD to do music? (laughs) You know, it's, it's tricky because the writing part is the easy part. I must have another Mm -hmm. 50 songs ready to go right now. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I've been writing for 20 something years and, I haven't had the opportunity to really get everything out. And it's, I'm writing the songs way faster than I can record them. So it's becoming like a backlog of music. And so the the hard part is getting in the studio and recording it because, you know, it, it takes a decent budget to do it properly. And I'm seeing things growing in my career. And this third CD that we're working on now is it's just hard getting in there to do it properly and it takes time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and so but I'm patient because waiting for you is still getting out there and the singles did well and I'm still enjoying playing so much of the music from it that I have a little bit of time, you know, I'm shooting to try to release the new one in the beginning of the year, maybe January one. Okay. Which gives me the rest of this year to record and you know the first, my first CD, Sunshine After Midnight, was something that we I recorded with uh, one set of producers, Alex Valenti and Zeloise Oliveira, and the three of us recorded that first CD, and we spoke about that. And then on this new CD, I brought in some new producers as well, so started to branch out a little bit. The tree started to branch out. And then on the new CD that we're working on, I'm going to branch out even more because I real there's so many great musicians and artists that I've had the opportunity to work with and meet now that are in uh, D.C. or in Florida or in California as well as New York. And I want to get the opportunity to work with all of them on the CD and bring all of what they have to bring into my music and really put out something beautiful. So I don't want to rush it, but it's we're, we're ready to go. Okay. Yeah. So, Mike, do you, can, can you kind of read my mind and... and- because <laughs> you know what I want to ask the next question <laughs> and we always get the same answer too <laughs> okay yeah basically who is who are who are kind of the people that you're going to be 
trying to uh, reach out to because I know that with the New York hit, you had Marcus Johnson up there with uh, Elon Trotman, and uh, mm-hmm. I know you work with uh, Carl Anderson, a drummer from down here mm-hmm. in my area as well. Love so, Carl, uh, man. Love Carl. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, so, so who's some of, some of the guys that you've kind of reached out to so well, far? I know, I know one thing that I do know is that I'm really excited to record a lot of the music live. And yes. I, yeah. And I, I recorded um, a lot of stuff live for waiting for you, but when I went through and we had a, you know we recorded more music than we needed. Uh, I don't like to just put songs on a CD just because they're recorded and they're done. I think that you need to put the right amount of songs to tell the story. So a lot of stuff that didn't go on the CD was live, and mm-hmm. I learned a few things about recording live in the studio that playing a song on stage live doesn't always translate well to playing live in the studio for a radio release. So I want to branch out more, and I'm really excited to work with my California band um, on some of the live recording, like Tony Moore and Roberto Valley and Daryl Williams. And I I really am excited. I'm definitely going to have Elon Trotman on the new CD, and I'd love to have Joey and... I'm so super excited to have Marcus Johnson and have him do something with me. And uh, and then, you know, Carl Anderson, I love his energy. And when I'm in D.C., he reaches out to me. He's like, man, I'm coming to see you tonight. Let's hang. And, <laughs> I, I, and, he, and he's just a great guy and he's super talented. And I want to work with Carl. And, you know, my regular crew in New York was Alex Valenti and and Zell Luis Oliveira is like my consulera, he was saying the time was my advisor and he is gonna again help oversee the entire project because mm-hmm. you know, I I wanna try to put, you know, some big band horns on the new C D like like I I purposely write all of the horn sections for my C D. I you know, I was a, a Berkeley School of Music graduate. And while I was in Berkeley, my degree was, um, my major was commercial arranging. So this was sort of before MIDI and all this cutting and pasting in the studio. I studied the the works of like Quincy Jones and Nelson Riddle and these guys where I was writing for big bands. So I want to put that element of JJ on record and use some of that as well. And I want to use a lot more of vocal harmony not necessarily songs where you have like a verse course type of a format, but mm-hmm. I want to use some of vocal harmony because I've write, written for vocal groups before where I can bring a little bit of that Manhattan transfer take six kind of sound vocally onto the record too. You know, I really don't want to do a re- record that's been done, but I don't want to try to prove something just to prove something different. I want to mm-hmm. tell my, continue to tell my story and I want it to, to really inspire people because I don't want to follow necessarily what other people are doing. And I think part of what's helped me is my music stands out to be a little bit different from everybody else's. I try to keep a sort of a street sound in it, but I, I try to keep some jazz integrity in it as well. So I want to bring all those people, these producers, these sounds all together on this and, and that's my goal and my focus. And I can't tell you how excited I am to get get it done. 
I like that group, uh, Manhattan Transfer. I like them. And I want to oh. thank you for sharing with us the artists that you are looking at to put on the next CD. Because whenever we ask that question about an art, about that, you know, we're usually told that they can't say anything um, right now. And we, we understand that, but it's just like a running joke between Mike and I. So thank you for sharing that information. <laughs> Man, you know, it's like, I think all the big secret, you got to wait to find out, you know, I'm, what, what you see with me is what you get. And, you know, I'm not trying to, uh, hey, you got a question, here's the, here's the, here's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate that. I mean, we know sometimes it has to do with contracts and money and all of that. So we just like to kind of tease the artists about that. So thank you uh, for no, sharing my, that. My pleasure. Okay. So this CD, Waiting for You, you have dedicated it to Ricky Lawson. Um, tell us about mm. your time with him. You know, I am so lucky that I got to have time with Rick. You know, his life was cut so short and mm. he had still had so much to do. He had so much more to bring to people. And he was the kind of person that besides musically, he just always made you smile. He just always had something nice to say. It wasn't a man to me. He wasn't a guy who said a million words. He was a guy who said the right words. And what we were saying before, I'll never forget in one of the rehearsals we were having for one of my shows. And, we were, you know, somebody had gone to get a, a water, hit the bathroom or whatever, and I'm talking to Rick. I said, Rick, I know it's going to sound like a dumb question, but how many songs do you think are the right amount of songs to put on a CD? And, you know, the wise man Ricky Lawson was, he says, JJ, as many as it takes to tell the story. <laughs> and, I said, and I was like, yeah, you're, I guess I should have thought that one before I asked you that, but... He just encouraged me so much, introduced me to so many people, brought my music to another level. When I touched base in California at the beginning of JJ's career, and I'd been coming out to California on tour since the early 90s. So I've been out there many times and all, I mean, I've been, been everywhere. But when I started really coming out to support my touring career, when I landed on California soil, I, I had the greatest band in the land. I, I had Ricky Lawson as my drummer for my first show. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't say how lucky, how privileged. And, you know, just say, hey, give me, when you got a gig, give me a call, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I got to do a lot of open mics with them and play. And it was just not enough time. I learned so much. I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity just to call that person my friend and get the opportunity to play and work with him is, is a beautiful thing. Oh, that's awesome. That is great. So yeah. now you have, um, as I said, Vivian Sessoms is on this release. I don't think that mm -hmm. I have um, heard, you know, very much of her music. Um, how long have you been working with her? Well, Vivian is something else, man. She is so special as a vocalist. She, um, I've known Vivian really not that long, only a few years. Mm -hmm. um, but we're still in that same circle in New York for, of people for many years. And we just, she's pr promoting her. Uh, she's an independent artist as well. And she's more of a jazz vocalist. When I say jazz, she's not really a contemporary jazz singer. She's a jazz vocalist. 
And I'm not saying like the kind that's going to scat and she is, I'm telling you, what she did with me was really on the record was just to have some fun. But her music and what she's doing is off the charts. She is so good. She is one of the best. I mean, she's worked with everybody in the business, you know, Joe Cocker to, you know, so many people. And, and she's really, her career, I'm going to have to make sure I get her to send you guys a copy of her record, Terry Mike, because you yes. really enjoy it. And she's done some R&B, and she's working on a jazz record now. When I say jazz, not necessarily straight ahead jazz, not necessarily contemporary jazz, more of a straight ahead kind of jazz record, and which does her vocals justice because she's that good. And, you know, we have a lot of fun, you know, we've toured a little bit together and, you know, had a lot of laughs. She's like a sister to me and I'm I'm feel grateful to have her on my team as my friend because she's out of, out of this world. It was fun working together on the CD. And like I said, didn't really get to show what she does, but the little parts you can just hear how oh, amazing she is. Okay, well, she is singing on Sweet Baby, and I'm going to play that. Um, is there a little story behind this? Well, you know, I, I like to have reggae music is a, is a really, you know, the reggae vibes is a very integral part of who J.J. is, you know. I've worked with so many people in that genre, and I continue to work with so many in that genre. So, you know, we got to bubble up some reggae on, on there, and, you know, there's a style of reggae that's sort of happy, and they call it lover's rock. That's the style. And Sweet Baby is in that style of lover's rock. So because it's kind of a lover's type of a song, I thought that the title Sweet Baby would be appropriate and sort of sexy. So that's kind of what, what it's all about. All right. Here is Sweet Baby.
Sweet Baby featuring Vivian Sessoms from J.J. San Saberino's latest release, Waiting for You. J.J., I remember when we first um, interviewed you, I had a hard time pronouncing your last name. Now I got it down. <laughs> you got it actually perfect. <laughs> I, I, trust me, Carrie, trust me. I hear every little slip up and I, I, I take it with a grain of salt. It doesn't bother me so much because it's a long name, but you have it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Now, tell me, who's the young lady on the cover? That is Ricky Lawson's daughter, Miss Jen Lawson. Oh, really? And Yes. And, you know, I, I really wanted, when I decided I was going to dedicate the CD to Rick, I, I you know, I, I had this concept of um, doing this album cover for, for years. And originally it was going to, you know, kind of like a woman there was supposed to be my wife and sort of waiting for me. And cause I'm being a typical musician, kind of caught up in the, the camera or the guitar, not really paying attention. And the waiting for you, like kind of patient, but a little bit like, I'm not going to be here. So I'm going to wait for you. And so... I was on the West Coast, and we started getting getting a deadline, and my wife couldn't be there. And I said, you know, it, it only makes sense. There's another woman on this cover. It should have some sort of meaning, not just like a model. Even though Jen is, was beautiful, and she was wonderful. I thought it would be special to have her do it. When I asked her to do it, she was like, you just tell me where and when. I am so down. And, Aww. you know, and we shot that in front of the Tellos. That's the background is the Tellos. We did that after a show. And so that was done in LA and it was shot by Jack Cohen and Mikey Cohen, who are yeah. great friends of mine. So it was kind of a, a real whole family affair there. And that's how it came about. Oh, that is awesome. She's beautiful too. Yeah. And a nice mm. girl. And, you know, she was so down to do it. And, uh, you know, and I was so grateful because you know, we made it kind of happen quickly, and and you know, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Hmm. Okay. Well, I wasn't expecting that answer, but um, that is, I'm really <laughs> glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, right? Nice. Now, I'm looking at the inside cover here at these two really nice guitars, um, but the blue one is really got my attention this is a different style and shape for a guitar is that a um what kind of guitar is that well i have a, a wonderful company which is based out here in california um they're called esp and they've given me a full endorsement and they are so gracious with what they they give to me to use so you know, I always try to hold to my word and, you know, I try to rep for the team and I had to make sure I had a lot of my ESP guitars in those pictures to give them the publicity. And, you know, they look cool too, don't they? They look pretty yeah. cool. And I thought, you know, if I'm going to have some images, I thought it'd be cool to have the images of some guitars because guitars are so pretty and, you know, I play guitar and I was like, ESP, let's put them on there, man. Let's put them on. And we took some great shots of them. And, you know, I, I, I'm really happy the way it came out. And uh, I think it looks really cool. You know, I'm I'm trying to get the new, the new concept for the new CD. It's funny because I get so many ideas that come into my head. And uh, I guess a lot of artists 
have this, you know, people in general get inspired by things. And mm-hmm. I have given so many ideas for this new CD. And I got a lot of them out for the last CD, but I feel like I only really got some of them out. There's only so much more, but you can't do everything because you can't throw everything in the kitchen, in the kitchen sink in. It's got to all work for a purpose. And, you know, with, like I mentioned, with having the Vitellos in the photo shoot and the CD for Rick and his his daughter and the guitars in the company and Cohen, a lot of these people that were, have been inspiring to me and helpful to me in building my career, they were all in, you can see them visually and you can hear them in the CD and, and they all kind of, since they're part of the team, you can see them all in the production of the CD. Mm, okay. All right. Okay, so now the next song I'm going to play is called Take My Hand. Tell me about this one. I love, love this song. And it's one that we've never done live. And I don't know why I haven't done it live. It just, it just you know, there's only so many, so many songs you can put on a set list. And I have like, you know, 12 on the first CD, 13 on the CD, it's 25. Like I said, there's about another 50 songs. I don't narrow it down to 75 songs and then the 25 cover songs that I want to do. When I have to take 100 songs and narrow it down, it gets difficult. But Take My Hand is it's a ballad, and it, it was produced by Alex Valenti, who's so talented. And it was, you know, he had the track. And he let me hear the track, and I was like, man, I love that track. I said, I want to write to it. And... He was like, well, write to it, and, and wrote to it. And uh, when it was finished, it, and it was time, we always, always used to joke. Like, you know, a lot of people give names to songs just so you know what you're talking about, like like um, video number two, just weird names. And we always used to call that song Quiet Storm, because, you know. But I was like, but I don't want to call it the Quiet Storm, you know. It's like Smokey has that song already, and, you know, I just thought, it needed a different title. And I, I thought that the name Take My Hand would be a cool name because it sort of has two meanings. Uh, the first meaning is sort of kind of like, you know, love, you know, take my hand to, to do someone special, you know, to my wife, take my hand, be with me. And on the other meaning, it's sort of, I want it to symbolize God's love as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's a kind of a very sensitive song, and you know, I, I sort of wanted it to as God reaching out, take my hand, child, and so it kind of has both of those meanings, you know. But I think that the one word that really symbolizes the real meaning of that song is love, because you reaching out to my wife or to somebody, there's someone special, and extending their hand of love as God extends his hand of love to us. So that's, that's where the name came from. Okay. We're talking to JJ San Saverino. His latest release is called waiting for you. This is take my hand.
Very nice. Very nice. That was Take My Hand from J.J. San Savarino's latest release, Waiting for You. Welcome to the chat room, Ali J. Good to have you here. Um, J.J., you mentioned mentioned playing live, and that's what you're going to be doing with your next uh, CD. When you sit down to write a song, do you write that song specifically to be able to play it live? Uh, You know, that's a good question, Terry. it, it, the, the answer is sort of vague. You know, when some, you're feeling something, you're hearing something, it sort of just comes out. And it's hard to always know if that song is going to work live or not. Some songs mm-hmm. that sound great in the studio and on record don't always work live. And I noticed that a lot of songs on my first CD I wrote were sort of on the medium tempo. And when I was putting a lot of those songs live, um, you kind of have to have some fast songs live. Mm -hmm. So I remember seeing a show one time and I was like, I need some more fast songs in my set. I need some more fast songs. I'm a really aggressive entertainer. I'm jumping on on stage and, you know, I'm having a blast. So I wrote the song Gravy Train because I was like, I want some, I want to, I want a party song. I want something fun. And I wanted it to be something like when I go to the clubs in New York and what I like to dance to and have fun to. And so that song was written simply because I wanted something to play live. And, and then a song like um, Take My Hand, which we just heard, I wanted something that could get somebody to feel like super relaxed and kind of in this space of peace. So it's it's the process changes all of the time, and I guess there's no one that one actual way they they just sort of come out, but a, a few of them are sort of staged, if that's the right word to use. <laughs> okay, okay. Now this is a question I've always wanted to ask an artist, um, and it's probably going to seem like a silly question, but when when you're playing live on stage, have you ever forgotten what you were playing? <laughs> you know um there's always these kind of moments that happen and i'm sure it's happened to all of us uh you know sometimes you'll be on stage and the music is just taking you somewhere um sometimes out of your there's been times when i felt like i was having out-of-body experiences on stage Mm -hmm. like was just so taken by the music and then there's other times where, you know, you'll see a table in front of you and you're looking at them and you get a laugh off of them. And sometimes I might kind of just hesitate on a part like, oh, shoot, I forgot to play that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's sort of like, you know, jazz and music is something that should have spontaneity to it. And mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think that, you know, if you make a face like you made a big mistake, People are going to say, I thought that he made a mistake. I could tell he made a mistake. But if you make a mistake and you kind of just roll through it, they might say, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you got to kind of play, go with the moment, go with the flow, you know? <laughs> and you know, no, those no. of us, those of, those of us in the audience won't know that it's a mistake right. because right. during a concert, you guys, you know, you'd have an extended version of the song. So we don't know <laughs> that it's a mistake, but I know I that. Know. You on stage would know <laughs> that it is. So it still sounds good and the same to us, but you guys will look yeah. at each other and be like, well, what happened there? You didn't play this or that didn't happen. So that's why I asked that. 
You know, I think sometimes my musicians forget more than I forget. And, I, <laughs> and I'll look over them with a look and they're like, and I can tell them, like, sorry. <laughs> you know, it happens sometimes, you know. And, and you yeah. know what? I would say this. At the end of the day, it's only just music. Yeah. It's not yeah. like we're performing a surgery on somebody. I mean, we are, yeah. We, we're using music as a surgery sometimes on some people. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, it's, it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. Music is a powerful thing, and it shouldn't be joked around with, but it's just really just to have fun and, get, you know, make people feel good. And some of you kind of get a little caught up in some things, and I don't like to really put, you know, too much politics in the music. I, I really like to spread the one most important thing in my music, and that's love, and I just want people to feel good and enjoy it. Cool. You, you know, I wanted to ask you, too, because... You know, I, I had asked somebody once, and I said, yo, I know JJ's from New York. Somebody said, no, JJ's from California. I'm like, yo, he's from New York. So now, with that being said, which, which location do you find being advantageous for you in your career, being in New York or being in California? Well, you know, I'll tell you something. California, man, is, is a beautiful place. And contemporary jazz is still so alive, and people love it out here. And, you know, I keep hearing everybody jokes around, welcome home, welcome home, welcome to your second home. And, and it's so nice because I, when, I get, when I get out on the West Coast, everybody's so nice and so generous and so wonderful. I, don't, I would never have my primary home not be in New York. Okay. Ever, ever. You know, I like having the subway on the corner. <laughs> You know, I can get on the subway and and it runs 24 hours. And I like going to the bodega on the corner. It's 24 hours. And I get what I walk. You know, you got to really get in the car and drive everywhere on the West Coast. And, you know, we're not really drivers. You know, my wife doesn't, doesn't even have a driver's license. My kids don't have a driver's license. I do. And I guess I get stuck chauffeuring around a little bit. But... You know, yeah. I, I those things that I like, I like, and I like the edge. It, it keeps me on the edge. And the fact is, like, on a Monday night when I go into the village from my house and I'm doing a gig or something and I'm on stage with some monster musicians and I'll see, you know, Robert Glassman stop in and sit in and then across the street, uh, George Benson might be over there and two blocks away, Roy Hargrove might be over there. And, mm-hmm. you know, Marcus Miller is hanging out down. You got like clubs all next to each other. It's like you can walk across the street and somebody's playing there. And the funny thing we do is we'll be on our break and we'll run across the street to see our boys and we'll jump up and we'll rock it with them for a song. And then we'll run back to our gig and then they'll stop by. And, and it goes to four o'clock in the morning on a Monday night playing music, playing jazz, and, and that is something that I can't get in California. And that's, it keeps me aggressive, it keeps me grounded, it's what, just, it's what I love, you know? And, but I just, in the perfect world, I would love to have, I would love to have a second home out here in California, because I do like coming out here, and it would be nice to get on a plane with nothing, rather than a suitcase and a guitar and renting a car. It'd be nice to have a car in a garage and my equipment here and clothes and, <laughs> and, and not feel like I got to rush back and stuff. But, you know, they're both beautiful places. It's just so different. But, you know, being an East Coast guy, I, I'm, I'm always going to be grounded there. And 
one of the funny things that I say, Mike, is this, is I say, you know, a lot of people from California go to New York and they always go back. Yeah. A lot of people from New York go to California and they never go back. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true too that is, that is so true because you know the different because like you said you know a lot of people from new york you know everybody uses the subway and things like that and, and you know in like out california they they become so i guess the word is spoiled you know like i'm sorry sorry for you west coast folks but what you guys do you know new york, new york people they just they they just get by how they get by you know yeah, i'm telling you man. For them to live like that when they get to california I'm telling you, and here's a funny, here's a real funny thing too. Um, we were um, uh, rehearsing uh, for the LA show on uh, Thursday, and uh, Marcus hadn't gotten in from DC yet, so we were in the rehearsal. And uh, you know, us musicians, you know, who have like a CD, and there's a song on the CD, it's a certain tempo, you know. But so we're, when we're rehearsing. The band is counting off the songs at the CD tempo. And I've worked with Marcus. We just did the Blue Note in New York, and I've worked with him before. And I know he likes the songs a little bit faster live. I mean, he, mm -hmm. he's going to want it that one. And I'm saying, he's going to want it faster. I don't know. I don't know. Trust me, he's going to want it faster. No, no, trust me, he's going to want it faster. So we get to the sound check, and it's like, we're playing it now at the tempo that I suggested, which is faster. And he's like, but he's even a little bit more, a little faster, like faster than that. The man says, like, yeah, yeah, a little faster. And then I realized something is that uh, we, um, I think in like DC and New York, and I think I, I can just rouge on that, but I would assume Boston and um, Philly, Philly also. We like it faster. We're faster people. We're more aggressive. California mm -hmm. is more laid back, so they kind of yeah. sit back on the groove. We more play on top and push it harder. And it's like, I was like, man, I know. And I saw George Clinton. And, you know, I know George Clinton is originally from the East Coast, but the, he's got a West Coast band. I was like, George Clinton came to New York, man, and he was playing that slow. Like, yo, speed it up. <laughs> that is so true. I mean, it was funky and it was great. But it's, I just, I noticed those differences right away, you know, so. Yeah. And now you are you, you are in California now. You're performing at Humphreys tonight. That's right. Yeah. I am mm -hmm. so excited for that. And you know, it's my uh, actual the last show tonight of my quote unquote JJ San Severino spring tour. And it's been like I said, this is the last couple of weeks and I I'm excited to shut it down. You know, Marcus is gonna be my guest. Marcus will be there with me again tonight and uh we're going to shut it down in San Diego, and then uh, I'm going back to New York tomorrow. And I, I'm excited to get home. I, I'm excited to spend some time with my kids and my wife. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even though when I get back, typical J.J. fashion, I come off the plane running. I, I don't think my, my – I have a gig every single day until next Sunday is my day off. So, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, there's always something, and then it's, you know, running. I'm running San Severino Music Incorporated during the day. So it's nights, nine to five business hours, Monday through Friday, and then there's a gig every night. And, you know, these are good problems to have. You know, I could be sitting yes. waiting for the phone to ring. That wouldn't be fun. Oh, my God. I'm you, you're reading my mind. I was just getting ready to say that. <laughs> yeah, right? But I, yeah. I'm really excited because my focus now for the next six weeks, because my next show is June 12th in New York City for the Blue Note Jazz Festival. And mm -hmm. I'm planning something different for that show. So I'm going to actually rehearse 
more of a horn section, and I'm going to put some new songs in from the new upcoming CD and change out some songs from my regular set and put them in. So I'm put a new show and starting the actual physical recording of the new CD and really getting a lot of the, you know, behind the scenes stuff done, you know, like, and, you know, I just got this Pandora station up and running and, you know, a lot of these little things that have to get done. I, I'm excited to get in the office and really work on a lot of stuff. And most importantly, get the get started on the CD. So I, I'm excited to get home and, you know, open up this next chapter. Oh, wow. Well, it is have now, a great... Now, Go ahead, now, I wanted to ask you too, JJ, you know, are you going to be coming to the East Coast? I mean, well, you are to the East Coast, but we be coming to D.C. anytime soon, but, but without Max Priest, I'm trying to do your own show in D.C. You, you know, I was, it's, I, the last time I was in D.C. without Maxie was I was the guest of Vivian Sessoms at Blues Alley. Okay. And this was in June of last year. And I know who she is. You know what now? Because, brother, she's from this area. I know who she is now. Okay. okay. Yeah, she's, I know she is. Something, she's, she's bad. And um, so I've been trying to get a booking at Blues Alley myself. And, I, you know, Marcus already invited me to be a, a, do a special guest spot with him. But, you know, I really want to bring a J.J. Sanseverino show to Blues Alley. And I'm speaking to the club a little bit, and that'll be the venue. We're just trying to really get a date together. And I'm shooting for the fall because um, – I'm right now working on booking because, you know, I'm my own booking agent also. Everything you see booked, I do it all myself. So I'm planning a big fall tour. You know, I just got put um, on the Rehoboth Jazz Festival as a featured artist. Cool. And and it's funny you say that because the... um, uh, Mr. Leon is here tonight. I'm at the Asherat show right here in Baltimore. And Mr. Leon, uh, he's here tonight uh, from uh, Rehoboth. Oh, man, how cool is that? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but just I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, just so he's here tonight. So that's coincidence that you said that's that. That's great, man. That's yeah. That, this is gonna be a, this. It's a big opportunity for me. And not only did I get put on it as a, a featured um, build artist, um, I got put in the um, the all star backing band as as one of the musicians. So cool. I'm gonna have the opportunity to get to work with all those bigger names. And this is a good big opportunity for me. I'm really excited and. You know, I'm piecing that together with a tour in uh, East Coast, like, you know, Philly, D.C., uh, New York, of course. Um, and then I'm trying to get to come down in Atlanta and uh, about two, three weeks on the West Coast. So I'm working on this six-week tour right now that I'm, I'm actually planning it for now. So this is part of the administration I'll be working on next week, you know, trying to connect the dots, you know, get started on it and it's just always so much going on, and I'm, I, I, like I said, Terry, these are the great, great problems to have. Being busy and having yes, something to indeed. do, and the yeah. reward is so great for me. The reward is so great, and yes. uh, so I cannot wait to get to DC, Mike. I am just dying to come to Blues Alley, man. Okay, all right. Well, well, when you come, I well, hopefully I can make it there because I know you know they they kind of treat treat a lot of you guys bad by giving you guys a weekday, like a Monday or Tuesday. They but do I that, yeah. I know. I know. I'm gonna probably get stuck with a Monday or Tuesday, but uh, hey, man, I just gotta go and show them what I do, you know. And uh, yeah, if you have, if the next time you're down to Blues Alley, man, let them know that hey, man, when is JJ San Severino coming here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, yeah. exactly. Wow. Well, you have a great show tonight at Humphreys, JJ. Knock them dead. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. And this just made my afternoon. 
so wonderful. Like you got my juices going right now, guys. I'm like inspired <laughs> by here talking with you and um, it was a really wonderful way to spend a part of my afternoon with the two of you. And I, I thank you for being interested in what I've been doing and supporting me and everything wonderful you've done. And I just want to say thank you. It's, a, it's an honor. You're welcome. Let you, everyone know. You, yes, because you're a bad dude. You're a bad dude. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I, I, the most important thing out there is, is love. I love what I do, and I love that I have the opportunity to give love to people, man. And this is a great thing. You know, God put me here to do something, and I want to make him proud. And that's why my little time I have here, I have a lot of work to do. So I was trying to stay busy. Yeah. And let everyone know where they can find your music and find you on the web. Well, you can find me all over the web, you know, jjsanseverino.com. Uh, you know, social media, jjsanseverino, Twitter, jjsanseverino, Instagram, Facebook, all the regular stuff. Just put my name in. Um, you know, my email is a great thing, man. Shoot me an email. I know anybody out there, you know, it's jjjsans number one at AOL.com. Joe JJ Sands one at AOL.com. Uh, reach out to me. I'll put you on my mailing list. You know, we can talk. My music is on iTunes. It's on Amazon. It's physically in a lot of stores. You find it. I'm definitely not hiding. You can find me out there. Just look for me, right. guys. <laughs> and his last name is spelled S-A-N-S-A-V as in Victor, E-R-I-N as in Nancy O. San Saverino. And you get right. an A plus, Terry. You get an A plus. You are awesome. You are anybody <laughs> tell you today you're awesome, Terry. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And it's been fun you talking to you again. <laughs> yes, I exactly. love you guys. Love you guys. And uh, it's it's you know, hopefully, you know, we'll get this new C D out and we won't have to wait a year to have another chat because I I love taking the time to talk with you guys. Ditto, yeah. ditto. We look forward to having you back. Awesome, awesome. God bless you, and thank you, and have a beautiful day, all right? Thank all you, right, you too. Man. Have a great show tonight. All right, thank you, guys. I'll talk all to you right. later. All right, bye-bye. That was guitarist J.J. San Saverino. His latest release is called Waiting for You. You can definitely pick that up on um, Amazon and check out his website again, jjsansaverino.com. All right, Mike, you are there to see uh, um, Lord Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'll start doing you, yeah. All right. So uh, has the show started yet? <laughs> no, the show's about to start in a minute. So I'm about to go in here and everything. I've been back and forth, you know, on the phone and everything. So I got my my my, uh, my, my handy new camera with me. So, so yeah, so we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great time and say hello to Art for me. I sure will. All right. Let me thank Joe from Germany and Ollie in the chat room. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, this evening. We appreciate it. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites. TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.